Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah has not won in the L.A. Coliseum in 100 years. Will it ever end? Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck. That's right, the Utah Utes play the USC Trojans Friday night. Uh, in the L.A. Coliseum, Utah is ranked 10th in the country. And a lot of people in the preseason predictions actually think Utah might be in the college football playoffs. Easy road, easy division. Of course, every year the division goes through USC, and whoever wins beats USC, uh, or USC wins it. So uh, Utah heads there, good team, great team, playing a, kind of a scatterbrained USC team that lost to BYU last week. So, Jason, can this streak end? Can it end this week? <laughs> I, I like how you put it, a scatterbrain team. Well, they are, yeah. Oh, my gosh, Scott. Watching that game against BYU, I thought, this is one of the most poorly coached teams I have seen. Really? I, I, that. I was amazed at how poorly coached they were. I was like, no adjustments. And, you know, yeah, the team was flat, so, you know, that kind of happens. I wasn't surprised about them being a bit flat coming into Provo after the big win against Stanford. But I was really surprised that they could not adjust to BYU's ugly 30 front, reduced, poor pass rush, and just sat there and just never adjusted to it. I mean, they ran a couple times against the bubble for 10, 15 yards. I'm like, oh, okay, there they go. They're going to go away from it. And I'm like, I mean, if, if Billy's going to stay in it, run it 10 straight plays in a row until they take, you know, they finally adjust, right? Here, here's, what, here's what makes I was blown me, away. Yeah, here's what makes me nervous about USC. And you bring up a good point about coaching. And a lot of you, a lot of it you have to wonder, they, they always have really good athletes. And so you have to yeah. wonder, do they say, we're just going to let our athletes beat you? So, so maybe they don't get the greatest of coaching. I know in my NFL career, in some of these heralded, heralded schools like USC, you'd get these athletes, and that's just what they were. They didn't really understand the game. They didn't. They didn't have to work. They didn't understand technique. There, there were just a lot of things. Because I agree, just, they were not students of the game. They're all yeah, just better. I agree. You see so, a lot of that. So it scares me because you you just don't know. I mean, you you always have to contend with the fact that they're really talented. And and yeah. that that always makes me nervous. And and so this yeah. game, this game in in the Coliseum, you you have to wonder um, how much of an impact losing last week actually motivates them, right? Because you right. like what you said, you felt like man, they they seemed a little flat, 
when they came to Provo because they kind of had a big win and and they thought they maybe had arrived, whatever. And, and freshman quarterbacks are – that's the scatterbrain part. They're, you just don't right. know what you're going to get because these guys are facing everything for the first time. They they just – you know, going on the road it, for a freshman quarterback, it's it's a new experience. And, and, yeah. and so you just – how do you handle it? How do you deal with it? Uh, so for me, that that's really the question mark. I, I believe Utah's the better team. I really do. Oh, absolutely. And so, I mean, absolutely better. So, by ways. So, this question to you: How much of this team now? There's a couple things going on with USC. They just lost. So, how much are how much are they motivated by that? And how much impact does that have on the game? Uh, their their coach is now going to be under. It's you know he's already under great scrutiny. How much more scrutiny is he going to be on because he shouldn't have lost to BYU? Right. Lynn Swan, right. the 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 AD retire or not retires, resigns, and so you've got you've kind of got this storm brewing, and and you yeah. and so for me, I'm just I don't care what their storm is, I don't care what their problems are, I just care if their problems make them better and and, and have them have them ready to play on Friday night. And so my question to you, how much of this do you think plays into it, knowing that the coach is under even more pressure and do coaches like kind of, you know, their their sphincter muscles get tighter and and uh, they they put more pressure and, and is that a good or a bad thing? And then losing. Tell me what you think right. about that. Well, I think they flunked test number one already. And test number one is coming off of a huge win it's always dangerous for a letdown, right? Right. And then they did have the big emotional letdown. So they flunked test number one on that one. But now you're coming into the next test, and that is how do they respond to having an embarrassing loss right. and playing a huge, important you know, Pac-12 opponent? This, and, this is uh, the biggest game for Utah. I mean, this, is, this is the biggest game in the Pac-12 for Utah, period. If they're going to oh, win, absolutely. if they're going to win the South, they got to win this game this week, bar none. It's they the most to, important game, and they're a much better team. I mean, yeah. they handled BYU much better. They they coached it better. They were they attacked it the way they should have. You know, on that soft front, BYU likes to run, and we're a much better managed team, and they show a better physicality. So, you you know, USC, no question. I I would expect them to come out better and stronger than they did against BYU because one, they're embarrassed. You always come out and play better after you've been embarrassed. Right. The coaches, right? Like you said, their sphincter muscles are all tightened up, and they're thinking about getting fired. And somebody's gonna get fired. But is that a good? Is that a good? Is that a good or bad thing though? Well, it can be bad. You and I both been in that situation where the coaches come in the meeting rooms and they're just abusing players. Right. Some coaches handle it. Others come in and just literally abuse the players verbally, right, and threaten them with everything they can possibly it, it, threaten them with, and it's not a good environment. It feels like it feels like USC's kind of on the verge of losing everything. You know, it just it just it's just a real volatile situation right now, and and so the, it's almost like the minute something goes bad in this game for USC, it could just really snowball quickly. It could get really, it could. it could get really ugly, or it could go the other way, and they could just really galvanize themselves. But it just feels to me like Clay Helton has been galvanizing himself for ten years. You know, he's just, and it's almost like it, it's almost like you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm over this. It's too tiring for me. I'm not sure that uh, I, you know, I, I, I want to put up with the emotional stress and abuse that I have to go through every single. 
every single week and every single year here at USC. So I wouldn't be right. surprised if things didn't – if the slightest thing that didn't go right for USC really snowballed into a big thing for Utah. And, and it, Exactly. And I, I think that's the key to this. Utah comes out. Well, hang on, hang on. Cause it, cause, we're going to get we're going to get into what what Utah needs to do to win here in just okay. a minute. I just want to know right. can 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 they win? <laughs> oh, I yes. They they can win. They absolutely can win. They're the better coach team. They've showed that and they're uh I think they've showed better maturity as a team and you know, I, I think they're a you know how a year ago, Jason, where you were at the Northern Illinois game and you just go, "Oh my goodness!" And yeah. and and yet, Utah's got a ways to go. And yeah. and yet this year, Northern Illinois, different game. And then they played Weber State at the first game of the year, and you just go, "Oh my goodness!" You know, it's just sluggish and not good. Uh, and this year, the non-conference games have have been literally flawless. R- really, I mean. Yeah been very clean there's been few mistakes there's been some adjustments that have been made and guess what they've been made and the players have responded to that some of the the linebackers fitting in their in the right spots in in the run game and the secondary kind of cleaning up some of their coverage issues and communication and you've seen it and it's it's been it's happened and I just watch this team it just you know you you as a fan you don't want to get too excited but what you've seen you go this team is this team's ready to play and it's ready to win all right, we're going to take yeah. a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what needs to happen for for Utah in order to win for the first time in over 100 years in the L.A. Coliseum. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought... There are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck here, Rivals, uh, talking about Utah's big game at USC. And, of course, Utah hasn't won in over 100 years. And I realize that didn't play a lot in the first 50, 60 years of this. And so it's just, it's had certainly a recency to it. And Utah's just getting into the Pac-12 and kind of looks like it's turned a corner. And uh, so so it's not 100, – 100 years is, is slightly inflammatory. And it's not quite telling the – complete picture of of how things are but what what do you think has to happen in this game in order for utah to win any question that utah is the better team into this game i mean it's always tough to go on the road you probably give them seven you know just have that home field advantage right but but i think utah with the with the disruption and the controversy and everything that's going on down at usc utah needs to come out quick start and punch them right in the mouth. And I think if they can come out and just really punch USC in the mouth early, the game will be over early. And I think USC will fold up based on, you know, everything that's going on, right? It'll be like, get their heads down. Oh, here it goes again. 
you know, things suck, our life sucks, it's bad at practice, it's, the environment's bad, everything's kind of falling apart, and I think it'll just cascade on them if we can go down there, Utah can go down there and just punch them right in the mouth so, early on. So I agree. If they leave them, yeah. show them a spark of life, they'll, you know, it'll be a dogfight. Right. So I think how you punch them in the mouth, from my perspective, is this uh, Slovis, the quarterback who's a freshman, a true freshman, hasn't seen – um, as as good a defense yet all season that he'll face with Utah, and I think it's it's right. a combination of putting pressure on him up front with the with the front seven, and Utah, which uh, which in their last game against uh, Idaho State started to develop this change in their secondary looks, which which I saw a lot last year. And has not been as prevalent this year. And when they've tried to go to it this year, they haven't had the same kind of success. It's kind of it's kind of they've kind of been out of position. But this last week against Idaho State, they really dialed it in and got it right. And and so giving these different looks in the secondary and putting the pressure on this Jaden Slovis is um, that's the key because a freshman quarterbacks just not going to be able to handle all that and have consistent success. But if you right. just if you, you just don't want to run the ball, right? No, I mean, no. USC, they're not going to run the ball against Utah, right? They just they're maybe, not going to run the ball. They don't the want, to, but they don't want to run the ball threat. either. No, he's not yeah. a running threat. He's not. So, so this is this is a game where where if you can get him off of his mark, and that's that frustration part that you're talking about. That's that punching him in the mouth part. I think yep. is is really really important. And here here's another thing I think is 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 important in this game. I really do. And that is, you talk about Utah being a mature team, and they are a mature team. They're go- USC is going to make plays. They're going to make plays on them. They're good. They're, this is a Pac-12 game. This is a good football team. And, and Utah at this point, you know, has pretty much been in control. I mean, they were, it was close with BYU, but, but the, all of these games they've, they've pretty much owned and been in control in. And so how do you handle when the other team makes a play? Whether it's a touchdown, it's a big play, it's it's whatever. Utah hasn't thrown an interception in all three of its games. Hasn't had a sack in any of its first three games. Tyler Huntley's awesome. t- Tyler Huntley yeah. is like in the t- he's in the top five rated quarterbacks in the country, playing very well. So you're going to see a lot better pressure from USC. Than sure, you did yeah. Idaho State, of course, so. of course. So, but exactly. Yeah. So how do you handle that when something bad goes happen? Because you, you know, it's easy when things are good, but you're gonna have you're gonna have to respond in this game when when things don't go good, and that's that to me is one of the keys to winning this game. It's like, okay, they scored, we got to come back, we got to answer right now, we got to score, or they scored on our defense, our defense has got to tighten it up, we got to you got to shut them down. But yeah. the, it's it's answering it's answering when the other team has success, and I think it's an important uh, thing that needs to happen for for Utah. And, and it I, absolutely is. And that goes back to the preseason conversation you and I had about, you know, the, the determining factor in Utah is going to be that sign of internal leadership, yep. right? And no maturity. Question. And now's the time in, in these situations you're talking about is when it's really going to be able to show and we're going to be able to, you know, make that call, right? Is it going to, if they're going to answer the call right now, show that maturity, show that leadership, respond to adversity when they're punched in the mouth. How they can respond to it, and you're going to see right there. You can get an idea if you know we're the team that goes to the, you know, the four, final four, yep. right? And then, and then yeah. the, the last thing for me, Jason, is this: I think 
that Utah needs to unload the playbook. I think they need to come out and just – when you talk about punch them in the mouth, so I gave you the defensive punch them in the mouth, and here's the offensive one. And I and I know they'll run the ball with Zach Moss. I get it. But they've got some talent, and they have some explosion on the outside. And, and they have a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field and get the ball to these people. Utah needs to open up the playbook and just and just give it to them with both barrels. Just let let yeah. it just let it fly on them uh, the entire the entire football game because Utah's been very efficient, but they you can tell there's so much more in the playbook and there's so m- many more of these players on this team that can really make things happen that just haven't even gotten unfolded yet. I mean, Britton Covey yeah. is a guy. Um, j- uh, J- J- Jalen Dixon is another guy. Uh, this um, this uh, Brian Thompson could be could be an elite receiver in the Pac-12, and they have this tight end Brent Keithy that can really get down the field. So so Utah has some explosion and and some things that could get really exciting uh, against USC if they will do it. If they will not play so tight to the vest. And they'll just let everything out and just unload the playbook. No, I agree a hundred percent. If they can go out there, if Utah goes out and plays a game like that, where you're very physical coming out, you get them all up in the box, right? You're pounding the heck out of them like Utah does, and then you open up that playbook and and get on them. I think I think they win by 21 points based on what I saw out of USC at, at BYU last week. I, I I would agree. I, I mean, I mean, I think USC is going to score some points. I think they're going to score somewhere in the t- maybe twenty five points, but I think I think Utah can score at least thirty five points, and that that's kind of where I think the game would. Maybe it's twenty one, thirty five, twenty one, something like that. But I think that's kind of going to be the measure of this yeah, game. Yeah, I'd go I'd go that thirty two fourteen type of deal. Right. I just think I just think I Listen just think Jason Utah's here. defense is going to. Get after him based on what I saw and how poorly they coached offensively by you. And Utah's defense is better. Yep. I think uh, you may be uh, right. Man, I, I see him holding down to the fourteen, you know, seventeen area. Utah, and I, you know, I'm a BYU guy, right? But I'm, I know. I'm telling it straight. I, I like think uh, I think Utah could get after him. All right, holding that, holding down there. I like their defense. I like it. There you have it. Uh, this round of rivals is over. It's over. We're off to our corners. We're going to see you next week how close Scott and I are. That's right. He's Jason Buck. I'm Scott Mitchell. We're powered by kslsports.com. You can find us on Facebook at The Rivals Podcast, Twitter at The Rivals Show. And, of course, until then, we'll see you then.